0: Coming to you from Howard's on Main and Uptown Greenwood, it's the Lakeland Sports Guys. He's Chris Cox. I'm Tom Carroll. Stan Spivey in the house. Glad to have you with us. Howard and his staff always doing a great job getting ready for another catering <laughs> gig. It has been catering day today as uh, the warmer weather has brought out a lot of folks. and wanting uh, to go ahead and cater some things. want to say uh, a big shout out, too, to to uh, Cliff and David Stumbo and, of course, their daughter, who were up here uh, eating lunch earlier today. And, of course, the one I'm talking about is the one that's got the preferred walk-on offer uh, <laughs> that is going to North Greenville, that being Haley Rue Stumbo. And, boy, she was she was excited to talk to us, wasn't she, Chris? <laughs> Very excited. We could have set up right there, and she probably would have went home. She probably not even said <laughs> a word to us at that point. Yeah, but David right. said she's definitely but, not like him. So. No, but she... Congrats to her! Uh, what a career she has had uh, all through Greenwood Christian and, and her career over there. Congrats getting that preferred walk on. We mentioned that uh, what way back in uh, beginning of February. February, yeah. yeah.
1: And it's hard. It's hard sometimes. A lot of times things fall through the tracks, and that's what that's why you're the professional you are. And I see someone, I say, "Boom! Did you see this?" And you're like, "Ah, yeah, I think I saw that." I was like. Good, because I didn't. So anyway, but, you know, Greenwood and Emerald in and 96 and Abbeville, they get all the, the love when it comes to, like, the sporting and the skiza teams, and so many other ones don't get the love that the other ones do, and Skeezer's had a really good year this year. Yeah, they have. I mean, you won the state championship at Cambridge, and I can't wait to see there's some baseball teams that are pretty good in
0: up from what I hear. And we'll get a chance to see them. Yeah. It's, I'm actually see what Greenwood Christian has, because usually in the year in, year out, they've got a pretty good team to go along. Perennial with them, good so. team, yeah. We'll follow along with them as well as ladies softball has been pretty big in and around the Lakelands that gets started underway today so we'll mention a few of those games that are going to be taking place probably none bigger than 96 and
2: Greenwood is going
0: to be taking place later on today.
1: That's this afternoon according to Mr. Spivey. Yeah. So we'll well, that,
2: that's, that's two quality teams getting ready to go ahead eh, and it regardless of classification I mm-hmm. mean it It'll be a shootout, it'll and be it's a, horror, a beautiful be a, day be a to set out, your duel. chairs
1: up and eat yep. peanuts. So, it's, it sounds like a good time. And how it, I'm telling you guys, you know, we're we're in the midst of the end of March We're getting ready to have March Madness basketball. Baseball's picking up. We'll talk about that. How incredible is it? And I put on our page last week, which which teams would be better, Clemson Gamecock softball or the baseball teams? Which one would be better? it's going to be to the end before we find out which one it is. Carolina wins a good series this weekend. I'm not taking anything well, away from baseball the game. They did, yeah. But I'm saying, between the two softball teams, which one's
2: going to have a better year, too, between Clemson and South Carolina? That's going to be interesting. Well, Clemson right now, I think, is like 20-1. and one. Yeah. And I think Carolina does have two losses. Last I saw, anyway. So, but how uh, many times have we ever talked about softball against baseball? Yeah, we ma- never ma- talk about the two as which one's going to be better. So. But now the Carolina baseball team yep. just lost their first game Friday night to Clemson, so they like eleven and one now. The Clemson baseball, the people up at Clemson, they they probably packing out the softball stadium because those girls oh, yeah. are winning, <laughs> you know. And They're, now the baseball team has dropped to four and five or five and six, something like that. Coach had to take care of that <clears throat> problem. He'll he go over there and get them back to their seats. <laughs>
1: So what <laughs> I be, like about it. It'll be
2: fun to watch the ladies' softball I think it's gonna be cool. That's what
1: I'm saying. We don't ever talk about like women's softball as a, like with baseball, but it's, it's there. Well it this doesn't
2: the get man. the publicity that the baseball gets. Yeah. That, and maybe it does it
1: matters yeah. having ranked teams and, and yeah. big teams that, and you're only in your second year. Come that's what's even more our third year.
2: Third
0: year.
1: That's right. all that's what's even more amazing to me that in three years you built this team to this. And I mean that's solid.
0: Yeah, and here and around the Lakelands, we've got some good ones. You look at Lander and what Coach Crawford has mm-hmm. done over there. Yeah. That team, uh, you know, they, they're tough to deal with. They're in the top five year in and year out as of right now. And uh, what they've done over at Erskine has been huge. And now, B.C., baseball and softball-wise, yeah. is starting to pick up. So, we've got some big college teams here. But then, but here then you look
2: at the Lakelands high schools. Oh, they're winning everything. And, and you know, Greenwood High has is – They're 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 looking for they were they made it to the Upstate Championship last year. They're looking for a state title this year. It hadn't been too many. We hadn't been too far removed from '96 winning a state softball tournament. Uh, The Dixie softball team has won how many state championships lately? And they're looking to make another run this year. Abbeville has always been strong in their softball program. Emerald, uh, not so quite, but they're building. Now, you flip it to the baseball, and 96 has won baseball state championships lately. You know, Abbeville has always been strong. Emeralds has been strong in baseball. Greenwood is – Coach Baker's got that team where he wants them to be now, and they're going to be strong this year. So, it's, there's a lot of talent with the and ball in this area, male and female. I'm telling you, we've
1: been seeing it all sports season with Lakeland Sports in general. I mean, it's going to pick right. It's going to continue right on after basketball's over and wrestling's over right into baseball, softball. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I dedicated. I mean, I won't give it all to the parents and the fans for going out there and watching these kids continue to play. You don't just stay with one and go to – you go to every sport
0: at Greenwood, Emerald 90s, they got – you're going to be there to support those kids, and that's what it's all about. Got to be fun to, to watch it as it goes. Of course, soccer has got underway. we got some uh, soccer news to spread along to you as well. The Emerald Classic uh, concluded. We'll tell you the winners between Clinton and uh, 96. 96 with that one. And then uh, uh, Greenwood was down to the IP Classic. Yeah. And I got some news that's there. First, I want to start with 96, though, because they've got um, uh, some referendums that are getting ready to go to the board and hopefully they're going to end up passing because what's going to happen is there's some renovation projects that are, that are out there that they're trying to get done um, and those projects include the old high school uh, where they want to do upgrades to both the gymnasiums and the locker rooms. They also want to put in a new practice field. They want additional parking spaces for athletic events that are going to be there. They want to upgrade the maintenance office, also additional office spaces, professional development room for the district and staff training to take place and they want uh, to expand the space for the band program as well uh, that's going to be there. So uh, with all of that being said, it may, if it does pass, and hopefully it does, we get a lot of people to go ahead and vote for it coming up here this spring. If it does pass, uh, it may run into a few little issues that they might have Come football season, and one of those being, you know, the, the football team practices uh, or doesn't practice, but uh, plays right. on that on that field that's out there. So parking may be affected a little bit in that regard. The locker rooms hopefully won't be affected. If it does, they've already put in plans to go ahead and dress at the new high school and then transfer over. Um, so they, they've they've put all of these things in place, hoping that it's going to pass. But it's going to come down to you folks over there uh, in District Fifty Two to go ahead and, and and vote for that and go get those referendums done.
1: No, I totally agree. That's the only way you're going to get the upgrades you want is if you go out and you make it happen yourself. So, And, and I, that, there again, Stan will tell you, that's a town that supports their high school sporting athletics. events and, and anything. Really, all athletes over there, uh, they support it. And I mean, it, it couldn't happen to a better team. And, I mean, we, we're we waiting on another couple of them teams to kind of upgrade some facilities,
2: and, and that's what it's going to take, Stan. Well, and, and so too, we we talk about 96 in their athletics Uh their band good. has won a lot of awards, continue to win them. I think their percussion band won some national thing here lately. So, you know, it's all wanted. It's needed. Uh, people get behind it. Vote for it. They, these are the, the adults of the future. I mean, these are the people. I mean, we've got to say, if we don't support them now, when are you going to support them? You know, well, get out and do it right now. Uh, Greenwood is going through the same thing with all the development that they want to do with the high schools numbers. here. Uh, Abbeville and Dixie are still trying to get more money uh, to upgrade some stuff. But, you know, it, it takes it. And, and while when we do the football games and we go to some of these other schools and we see their facilities, some of them, yeah. The facilities in Greenwood are better. But there are a lot more that we're starting to run a little bit behind, and we need to get called up. And 96, I think they're seeing the same thing. And you've got winning programs. The only way you're going to keep them winning is to to keep the facilities upgraded. So these will be be
0: huge (laughs) uh, upgrades that will start, uh, what, At the end of the football season for Greenwood County and then 96, hopefully can get started this summer is what they're hoping to do uh, and get those bids started for all of that. But can't wait looking forward to seeing what changes they do come up with and improvements and then really <laughs> if you get those improvements in there it shows better for the kids they react better to it they play better in the process as well
1: you're right I mean it's, it's very it's, it's needed like Sam said that's the perfect word is needed so it now falls on the shoulders of the parents and the voters in the district get out so get out and vote and support what your, what your district needs.
0: All right, uh, let's start with Greenwood High as their baseball team went on the road. They went down to Georgetown, of all places. You're going to make that long trip all the way down to the beach. But, gosh, they played three really good quality teams, four when you look at it, um, really good quality teams overall. Um, ended up going 2-1, and one, uh, or excuse me, 1-2 and two overall. They lost to Clover that first game. Uh, was it, what got postponed on Friday, so they had to play it Saturday morning at like nine o'clock in yeah. the morning. Uh, ended up losing that one six to two. Then they went and took on a Blythewood team uh, eleven to four, I think it was if I can remember my my stats correctly, uh, losing that one. And then they played Blythewood, or not Blythewood, they played uh, Georgetown after that and ended up winning that one big time. But uh, a quick shout out to Greenwood's Matt Murray. He was selected to the IP Classic All-Tournament team. He hit 400 on the weekend. He also threw four no-hit innings on Saturday against that Georgetown squad to go along with it. So congrats to Matt and to the rest, uh, Matt Baker and his staff, uh, doing a great job getting a chance to go out and play some quality teams. And you're going against teams that, like, the the way that this tournament's picked is you have to have won
1: in, in the past. It's not just we're going to pick you and, and because we want to have you come down because you're in the upstate and we're in the at the beach and everything. You have to – they picked these teams based on records from the past five or ten years. And what Baker's doing at Greenwood, and, and don't be stunned, in the next couple of years you don't see an Emerald team get invited to play uh-huh. down IP. It's a huge tournament. Uh, it gets a lot of notor- – I mean, you see a lot of it. Uh, I've got, Like I said, I can't tell you how many times I thought I'd ever be watching Greenwood baseball on a, on a tablet, but I can. Uh, so, they, they get it out there real good. TJ and, and, and Jim do a great job, as always.
0: You can catch them. Uh, Greenwood Eagles – or Greenwood High School Eagles Baseball, yeah, I think, it. is what it is on, and all you on do YouTube. Is you click that link, and it takes you straight to them. And,
1: and they, they, I enjoyed the commentary more because they remind of what you and I do when we do football about, hey, where are we going after the game? <laughs> so <laughs> I, I started just to just tell you, because know, you can write your chat. You can talk to these guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can do your chat up there. I started to say text ten five and put your number up there and ask him where to go to eat at the beach because he'll tell you. <laughs> So, but that was what the whole concept was on Friday night and Saturday was about what they were going to eat down there. Yeah,
0: but they also they put the camera up in the outfield they so you did. could see the entire game. I mean, it was fun to watch uh, the Eagles play down there. Well,
1: they had it. I mean, they had to make the improvements that they had to have to do it because, like I said, the first game they realized that that wasn't going to be the best place to be. So, whenever they reestablished everything to where it was, it, it went a little bit more smooth. Uh, and like I said, this this is a new concept for them, basically for Greenwood in general, mm-hmm. to be the produce it and put it on on YouTube, and and uh, I I guess I'm surprised that YouTube doesn't do this for them. I guess that they, they allow them to do it because sometimes if you would allow, I don't know, some people would give you know, two craps about it, and they just want to do the game. Nobody want to do the game, and then we see how that goes in Cyclone Sports a lot of times <laughs> on the other websites, but they do a great job. They keep you in porn. They keep you hungry because they weren't talking about food, and uh, like I said, it was really good baseball this weekend, and like I said, Matt Murray had one heck of a game. Yeah.
0: The thing Greenwood needs to work on, though, probably uh, you know, they they had a little bit of problem defensively. Um, Pitching-wise, I think they played well. they they. They pitched to support the defense is what, you know, that was there. The defense was there to support the pitcher, and, and uh, he went ahead and threw to, to, to contact for the most part. And just time they just were able to hit it where they weren't. Um, seem to be the big thing, and so the defense, I think, probably needs to maybe step up just a little bit more in that regard. But hitting wise, I mean, I can't tell you how many people they left on base, and we've got to get those guys around too.
1: Yeah, yeah, you got to hit together. You know, put it, put it all together. You know, and that comes with lineups, the way you, Coach Baker makes lineups, and he'll he's just gonna flip around until he gets what he's looking for. The thing I'm more interested in out of this, and and I'm gonna have to go back and look at that and get those scores, teams played, and see how these teams do toward the end of the year. Because I would almost imagine one of these teams are going to be playing
0: for state. Probably. Clover, probably Clover looked like they could right now, but towards the end of the year, we got a whole season of baseball to go through. Well, and, be a we different saw, team. and we saw, and we saw in the
2: Clemson, Carolina. So you talking about Greenwood leaving people on base? <laughs> Clemson and Carolina both left a ton of players on, and I think that's just comes from early season. Uh, you know, yeah, you had fall ball and you've had practice, but now you're starting to see live arms that you haven't seen. And you have to make adjustments and be able to make those. Ju- just like the coaching staff needs to make its adjustments with who's hitting the ball now. Well, the people that – well, just like Murray hit 400 down there. End of the season, he played those same teams. He may be hitting 200. But the guy behind him may be batting 500. Mm-hmm. So it's it's going to – it's a change in – live thing that it's that's why a lot of these teams come from north down to get that outdoor play
0: yeah but you've got some great guys that are playing uh, you know tj didn't have a great weekend but he played very well on on sunday in that regard with georgetown he played i thought he played really well against uh blithewood as well um and then you got tiller who for some reason or another just has been able to he's got to be hitting 333 or better
1: like I said, you got, and what it, well, the thing that impresses me about Elijah Tiller is just the fact, like I said, this kid, this is what he's groomed to do, and he's a really good baseball player. Whoever whoever comes back into the recruiting process, and we'll do something with that a little bit later on, but they're going to be getting a good player over here, it may be Lander even. Um, but the one that impressed me is Murray because, like I said, he played basketball this year, and their season's only been done now, how long? Two weeks. Two weeks. Three, Three weeks. weeks. So. He's starting to put it together with the bat now instead of shooting free throws and
0: everything else. And that's just what's amazing about all of these kids. But Matt's are – he's, he, this is his first love is baseball. <laughs> it really is. This is, I mean, you know, he does the travel ball thing and he played American Legion baseball. I mean, this is his first love.
1: It is. You're right. I mean, that's like, that's like the kids now. Like I said, my cousin plays at Blythewood and he loves it. He's already signed to play at Newberry. So, I mean, that, they're good. They didn't just come up with these teams out of drawing a hat like me and you would have done. Say, so, hey, let's just draw a hat. <laughs> they picked these teams, Clover, Blackswood, Greenwood, and Georgetown simply because they knew they were going to have excellent baseball. And they had great weather
0: for it. That's another thing. Outside of Friday outside night. Outside of Friday, Friday night. night. Well,
1: everybody has problems with that, even up yep. here in the upstate. Yep. So yep.
0: All right, uh, and then a little closer to home, you had the Emerald City Classic that got underway, and, of course, the champion uh, was Clinton. They came up with a big win, 14-3 to over uh, 96. And Chad Ellis, I, I I like what he had to say afterwards uh, in a loss like this. He says, Clinton's a well-experienced team. They put the ball in play. There were a few plays that we did not make that ended up coming back and costing us. He also went on to say, we're trying to still find some pitching depth and create pitching depth. And that's true with every, every squad, I think, right? Now. It's like saying somebody everybody's struggling
1: with this kind of stuff right now. Right. You, anybody new into a season or something, you're going to have those issues. That you, and they'll work themselves out. That's the thing about baseball. You, you, there's so many games. You'll work it out in the end, but it may take those first three, four games or even even longer to get in the ratio you need to be in to where you're hitting that ball, you're seeing that ball. And it's going to come around. Pitching's usually the what takes the toughest part the first of the year. Hitting usually is always there and ready to come around. But pitching is usually where you see trouble at the beginning. I I hadn't seen it yet out of some of these teams. But the thing
2: here is, too, in every sport, early, the first couple of games of the season, no matter what it is, you're usually playing teams that are, you know, we don't want to say lesser than you, but that you feel confident that you can beat. You're talking about cupcakes. But but Greenwood (laughs) – no, we're going to go down here, and we're going to be the underdog in, in these games. You know, We're going on the road and play an underdog role against some high-quality teams. That's going to make Greenwood a better team down the road.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you and I talk about that all the time with Sparky, and I, yeah, I like joking with Sparky about it, but he hires the coaches. that has got that mentality. Look yeah. at Chris Liner. He don't yeah. care. We may go to Vegas one year to watch. Uh, who's that big team out there that's so great? In, in every sport is he was out there in the Las Vegas, oh, man, I can't think of it.
2: I just slid off my tongue. But then we may go out there and play <laughs> if liner wants to go play him. So. Well, you know, when we were out west, I tried to get him to come to Tombstone <laughs> and play because we were sitting in the hotel and we could see the football field from the hotel room. <laughs> I and wouldn't I, mind that. And I, I yeah. called B I well, As I long as we Bill can and ride with the it, team. I sent him a <laughs> the Tombstone Wildcats, I think it was. And then there was another one that we were at, and we saw the, the stadium, and I said, hey, we need to come play them too. Gorman Bishop's <laughs> the name
1: of the team that's so good. Gorman Bishop, and they're in every sport. Uh, What's that kid's name that plays for uh, Jay, uh, the baseball player? That's his home. That's his team. Uh, uh, plays for the Phillies, the star. I can't think of his name. I lost <laughs> for the Phillies. And that's where Bryce Harper. Bryce right? Harper. That's his school. That's Bryce. his school. Yep. So, Bishop Gorman.
0: Yep. Um, you know, despite the losing in the tournament to Clinton, who is, I think, probably got the best contact that was out there. In, in, and I only got to see one game that was out there, and that was Clinton, Mid-Car- uh, Mid-Carolina. And Clinton outperformed them, hitting the ball extremely well. Have a little issue with their pitching. That'll come back around, uh, although. And and 96, still, two and one mark during the uh, Emerald City Classic to go along with that. That's pretty good. Um when you look at it, and they go to Emeralds, I think tomorrow is when uh, their next game is. So they will get to take on the Vikings. And like I said, all of these kids that are used to like the travel balls and stuff, they get to play each other now for their respective
1: high schools. That's what's neat about it.
0: Um, also, Emerald, when you look at how they did, uh, they got the uh, mercy rule to Midland Valley to start their season off, 11-1 uh, to in five innings to go along with that, a big win for them uh, over Midland Valley. And then, uh, of course, they went and took on 96, uh, and 96 beat them to go to 2-0 and 0 in this one. Um, and uh, Parker Sutley, he had a two RBI blasts, uh, Carter Davis also had another big run, uh, you know, in six frames to go along, six-run frame to go along with that. So uh, both squads right now are trying to find each other in this regard. 96 got a little bit of a head start. Emerald's still a little bit young. They've got a lot of work to do. Um, but, you know, Mac Hite is, is up to the challenge with this. And uh, I look forward – I mean, they played good at some games, and then other games they, you know, just had a little bit of trouble. Like, I mean, staying hit
1: nail on the head. It's, you know, first, your first couple of series, it's tough to get a lineup together. You got some guys you probably haven't seen at all really play together as a team. Um and, and that's the hardest part. It's very difficult for a coach. And like I said, you've got a guy like Baker and you got Mike Height, I mean you got two of the
2: better ones out there. They are gonna it'll get figured out. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah. And, and baseball is, is a team game, but a baseball team has to do things off the field together. You can't just walk into the dugout and be a member of a team. And, of course, it happens in other sports, too. But baseball is so traditional, so many superstitions and, and all that stuff that you don't have in a lot of these other sports. These guys, you know, they're coming together now. All right, we're on the team. You know, where we're we going, like we do on Friday night, where we're we going to go eat, you know, <laughs> after practice today, you know, let's let's. You know, is the Dixie still open by the time we get through at practice or do you want to go to Pizza Hut or, or where are we going to go? And that's what it's going to take. And both of these coaches, all these coaches in the Lakelands understand that. And, and they push for that team unity not only on the field but off the field.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to seeing what Emerald has. Tucker Meredith had a, a pretty good week, I thought, uh, in this regard. And you got to also look at um, – uh, oh, who's the big boy that I'm, I'm missing out on? Um, Bradley Jones. I mean, those two, uh, offensively and uh, on the defense and the pitching side, have been phenomenal this week mm-hmm. so far. So looking for good things to come from them. Also, boys junior varsity soccer for Greenwood. Uh, they went ahead and defeated Irmo in penalty kicks in the JV. The Eagles win the shootout 4-3 to three in this one. Um and that, that's a hard game to watch. Dan's been there and I've been there as well. And, and soccer games, it, I I can't really get into soccer as much as, as I do some of the other sports, mainly because uh, if it's, it stays right there in the middle or you can't get teams <laughs> to make shots on goal, uh, it gets hard to watch. Uh, for me in that regard. But this one, um, from my understanding, there were a lot of shots on goal, and the goalkeepers did really well, and some of them were off. It's, but, I mean, it, it was supposedly an entertaining game.
2: Well, I don't know how – I know early in the season like this, they don't do it, but I remember my son's senior year at Emerald. <coughs> we were playing an upstate championship game. We played the 90 minutes. We were tied. We played two 15-minute overtime periods. We were tied. We played two, and I'm thinking they were either five or ten-minute sudden deaths. So, if one team scored, You're done. that was it. Mm-hmm. Played two of them, still tied. And then we had to go to penalty kicks. You start adding all those minutes up. These kids had played. two and a half hours. For, you know, and running the whole time. And. You know, it's just amazing that they had any legs left under them when it got to to the penalty kicks. Now, regular season, I think if the game's tied, they go straight to PKs. They don't go through all this other stuff, which some people like, some people don't. I would rather see it settled on the field, not in a PK situation like that, but.
0: And then boys varsity soccer, they beat uh, Irmo uh, 1-0 in this one uh, to start their regular season. A big win for them to get the season underway. Uh, Fernando Castillo, again, scores the game winner in the second half. The Eagles now get ready to take on, uh, uh, I believe they play Dutch Fork next, but I'll have to go back and check their schedule.
2: That Irmo win, Irmo used to have – The team in the state. I mean, they had that was the rival game for everybody. Was Erma? Yeah, they they had some teams down there. Now, Dutch Fork. I don't know much about as far as their soccer program goes, but their football um, program's pretty good. (laughs) (coughs) Baseball too. Uh, Yeah,
0: and then uh, boys' varsity golf. Cambridge Academy um, takes on Greenwood. Greenwood wins one forty nine to one sixty in this one uh, over the Cambridge Academy Cougars sophomore. Cameron Addis had the best score he's, that they've had in years over there. I think he shot a 35 or 34 um, that came in with the final score. Bryce McCurry had a 37. Keegan Farmer, a 37. Adam Knox, a 39. And the team starts their regular season tonight in the Burns Rebels Invitational at the River Falls Golf Club in Duncan. Wow. Wow. When you talk about golf, you talk about
1: strokes, and you know we we say one what one sixty something to one point. You don't talk about strokes the difference between all what four players or five mm-hmm. other players that they they go by. But it's that's a lot closer than that. You, that's one of them that you go out and watch that. Y'all talk about long? Go watch a golf match. <laughs> you got to wait. You got to wait for four or five guys to come in with their scores to to get it done. But um, it looks like another good year here for Lakelands, because Cambridge is always really good in yeah. golf
0: as well. Greenwood too. So. They are uh, Emerald's boys varsity soccer. They beat Ridge Springs Manetta seven to two, and that uh, a big win for them. They struggled in the first half, but they came back with a goal of their own in the second and. Uh, you know, RSM pretty much equalized the 10 minutes uh, before halftime to go along with that, and uh, those are always fun. Emerald did score six goals in the second half. Rome Weidman had four. Caden Hendricks and Ashton Witt also had one. Assist came from Ashton Witt. He had two assists. Uh, Jared Hernandez-Durant had an assist. So did Jose Raza and Lopez, and Seth Reynolds, my former swimmer as well getting in he's uh, more involved on that defensive side and then you got daniel durant and Enrique panetta each having an assist to go along with it so give it for my boy seth there
1: always good job
2: (laughs) Yep, (laughs) big win
0: so got there and then the girls um they fell to dixie three to one in this one Mm. a very very physical game from what i've been told uh in the ladies but maggie finley scored the lone goal for the vikings um in that one, and uh, they get a rematch, I believe, coming up here either tonight or, or later on, so we'll see how that goes.
1: We know about that Dixie, I mean uh, soccer. So <laughs> <laughs> we know about the Dixie girls Force. let's just say that. Yeah. There you go.
0: So we've got all that. And then um, before we get into our interview and what we have uh, with you about uh, South Carolina elite basketball, we want to tell you about uh, the 2023 Eagle football quarterback training uh, facility that is going on and, and the happenings that are going on. It started on Sunday, yesterday. Uh, it's open to grades 5th through 12th. If you've got somebody that's interested in becoming the quarterback or just want to try out quarterback training for that matter they had what 26 yeah, yesterday unreal um, that were out there but uh yeah, the coach is going to be Chris Liner. He will be the coach that is, te- that is teaching this. The only equipment you need is your cleats and maybe a football for youth or middle school players. You need one of those footballs. They've got plenty of the high school level footballs to go along with it. But they've got uh, all kinds of dates where you can come out and you can learn all kinds of skills that are taught for the quarterback position. The next one is coming up Wednesday, March the 8th from 4 to 6, uh, March 15th from 4 to 6, March 19th from 3 to 5, and then Wednesday, March 22nd, from four to six, to go along with that. Um, you know, it, from my understanding, everybody was ecstatic with the way the it, things that they learned, and they're only going to build on it each and every time that they come back. So it doesn't matter if you only could get to one or maybe two or three of these. Just be on time and be ready to work out.
1: I, I tell you, coach last night, and told him what I thought it was a great idea. you doing, and, and we know why. He's doing this. He's got to build that, that room up for eventually for himself as well. But, it, like I said, if, if quarterback is one of those glory positions, I like to call it. Uh, I had about a month of being a good quarterback, and then I lost it all. But they're going to learn from a really if you don't know Chris Liner, then you're going to meet him and you're going to see the quarterback he was when he played at Greenwood. Really good quarterback. He knows what he's teaching. Uh, and, and your kids are going to learn so much from Chris. So, I, again, Chris, you're doing a great job out there. I know it's going to – benefit you in the end, but uh, I'm glad to see it done. I mean, I... Who knows? We might start sitting with linemen and everything else, and you might start doing the fifty-two camp over there. So, you <laughs> they start Coach building Norman. a
0: swimming pool over there. I, I will definitely help out uh, in that regard. You and Coach and Norman can do the fifty-two camp. <laughs> <laughs> and then, because we didn't meet last Thursday, we apologize for that, uh, as we had some illness amongst uh, our crew members here. But uh, we didn't get to the head football coaching changes in the South Carolina high school league that are oh, out there. No, there are quite again. there, there are quite a few of them that happened. Um, uh, The second head coach in May River's history is Richard Bonaville. So congrats to him being named uh, to that position. He takes Rodney Summers' uh, position. He is the offensive coordinator, former offensive coordinator uh, for May River. So he just moves up in status. Jason Sedell won't return next season as Blythewood's head football coach. That was announced uh, Tuesday or Thursday last week. with all of that, so he won't be back for his sixth season. That means, uh, according to Principal Matt Sherman, that Tim Garfalon will serve as the head coach for Blythewood football operations, and Coach Michael Amari will be the leading the team's strength and conditioning during the open season. So that's a big job. They're just <laughs> basically what you're looking at is they're going to have somebody to take care of spring ball and why they look for a new head football coach.
1: It's a big, hey, uh, is that where a certain Clemson coordinator got his start at? Could have been.
0: Yep. Jeff Scott. <laughs> I believe
1: so. It was Blackwood first head coach.
0: Could have been. <clears throat> so, anyway. he got it there. And then uh, so, something that's interesting that it kind of passed along to you, Devontae Holliman uh, leaves South Carolina as an uh, uh, analyst, and he's going to go ahead and back into the uh, high school ranks. But this time uh, – in the private ranks, he's going to Pinewood Prep. It's a weird. Uh, that's a weird story for
1: uh, me. Yeah,
2: me too.
0: That's a weird story.
1: for me. Ah. With,
2: with the openings that are available, or were available,
1: I could have seen him step right into a Berkeley job, just like or that. a doorman or yeah, you know, Somewhere. and, and then Pinewood, like you said, Palmer Prep, which is a private. Um, do they? I guess they play skiza. They play Skeezer. So I mean, yes. I mean, must be good money. That's all I can say. Or maybe his kid goes there.
0: I don't. I don't oh. know, but. And then you remember Straight Huron. I do up there. uh, We remember him quite well (laughs) because we came on a couple of times and we beat him once. We we got that stand. We can say that we beat him once uh, up there at South Point uh, to go along with it. But he has found a new coaching gig um, as he is going to be headed uh, up there into the Charlotte area. But. He, he, you know, he, he – what, 2018 National Dang. Coach of the Year, U.S. Army All-American Bowl head coach, five-time South Carolina state champion as a head coach. Um, he's got numerous honors uh, to go along with it uh, as state coach of the year. Fastest football coach in South Carolina history two 100 wins. He went 112, 100 to 12. And then the NFL players, Stefan Gilmore – uh, Darion Kendrick and Javion Clowney to go along with all that.
2: But he's, Might have heard one of those. But yeah. with, with those type players, though, you can't help but win games. Well, here's the deal. <laughs> you, know, you don't have to do a whole lot of coaching when you have those players. But the score,
1: they call it, what, Title Town up there at Rocky? Yeah, they do. He, he, he changed the format up there. So then football because, USA,
0: I guess they call it.
1: He changed the mark because. Instead of letting Rock Hill and these other ones play in it, in Northwestern, he set the standard. And then I'm telling you, that's changed that complexion up yep. there totally with South with Point coming in and doing that. Um, I said to you and I was wrong, and I put it on our page wrong, which I apologize to the fans. But I was thinking he went to Independence, but he went to Providence Day mm-hmm. in Charlotte. I was thinking Independence because of the big, big. football program there. So I thought they had really, hurt us, you know, hit a home run with him. But Providence—they hit a home run with him. They and did. That's a football coach. And I mean, I, South Carolina well, lost they,
0: a great too. So
1: that's weird. that There again, with all the jobs, I mean, yeah. if well, he's been worked, out of it though for what a couple of years. Yeah, but if you were yeah. Dorman, I mean, that's a name that you know like that because I mean they yeah. they played. the man that's a name that you're gonna let, just let him go out of the state. I
0: mean, that's weird. <laughs> I wonder how many teams did contact him to. I see can promise you there was a ton. About <laughs> <laughs> as
1: many calls as Sam's probably gets for peanuts. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's a bunch. That's a yep. bunch. A well, bunch. we had
0: an opportunity. with Sam Pickney was in here last Monday, and uh, we talked to him a little bit and said, hey, we want to kind of get to know your players a little bit and your program and what it's all about. And he said, well, why don't you come out to practice Saturday? And so uh, I got the chance to go out and see South Carolina elites, uh, exactly what they're all about during practice time. And, and let me tell you, the gym is packed. Um, they used the, the entire floor, both sides of it, over there at uh, Westwood uh, Church, and you know, getting a chance to, to sit down and, and talk with these players. And, and I, I'm not looking at them; eye, I'm looking at them eye to eye, or I'm looking up to them. It's, it's the big thing. Rarely did I look down because when you think eighth, seventh, eighth graders, you're, you're thinking five, 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 six, maybe something. That I'm looking at guys that are six-two, Chris. Yeah, seventh grade. Seventh, seventh and eighth grade to go Unreal. along with all that. So uh, here's a little bit of the interviews uh, we had. We interviewed, I think, uh, four players and an assistant coach. And um, we'll just go ahead and turn it over and get things started here. But uh, these guys are excited. First time, a lot of them, to uh, have interviews to go along with it. Interviewing right now with some great basketball players with South Carolina Elite as they get ready for practice. Their first game of the season is getting ready to come up. And Jalola Mathis is joining us here right now. Glad to have you with us. <laughs> always a pleasure. We've got our own crowd here with us today as well. <laughs> so, first of all, thanks for coming in and talking with us. Uh, always a pleasure to have you guys on and, and talk a little bit about club teams that are out and about as of right now. First and foremost of all, though, what's it like being part of South Carolina Elite?
3: It's good. I feel like the team good. Just uh, really ready to uh, play. It's good. The coaches,
0: all that. So I saw coaches out here, and he works at you pretty hard uh, in yeah. that <laughs> regard. Um, it, when you look at at basketball overall and trying to get in with this, this is a this is another level, is it not?
3: Mm, yeah, it is. It is.
0: Because you're getting ready to go to your first game of the of the season yeah, and going right. on the
3: road. What's it like to travel? with this team? Uh, it, it's good. I had never played in Rockville. I know it's competition out there. I'm ready to go play.
0: And your position is?
3: I'm a combo guard, so I play everything.
0: Play everything. Yes, sir. I got you. And do you have a, a number yet? Three. Said, three. What? What's any reasoning behind number
3: three? No, nah, I just like one digit number. <laughs> and that was all in my number. I love three.
0: <laughs> good deal. Um, as far as uh, practice goes, and you guys only practice, what, once a month? Once a week. Once a week, as of right now. So, that I mean, that's got to be pretty intense. Yes, sir. So, talk a little bit about what, what's involved with practice.
3: Really, you just got to work hard. That's what the coaches want, just work hard. That's it.
0: And I've noticed that uh, you miss baskets, you do push-ups. That, uh, yeah, that, 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 kind that of my first time. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> So not bad one time out of, uh, of you know, many yeah, Not bad. It's <laughs> pretty good percentage-wise uh, when it comes down. Well, talk a little bit about uh, the competition that you guys are going up against. What is it, what's it like?
3: Uh, it's, it's, like you said, it's the next level. So it's, I know it's going to be like good guys, about six one, six two, just like me. So it's, it's a different experience. I'm ready.
0: And, and you guys are, what, 7th and 8th graders? Yes, sir. Right here? And <laughs> <this is laughs> I, I are out here? You know, when I say 7th and 8th graders, I'm thinking, you know, around five four five five. Yeah, me um, too. But <laughs> That's <laughs> not the kind of competition you're going up against. Um, as far as uh, the team, the travel goes, do you like the travel? Yes, sir. So what's it like? Uh, I really I don't, I don't
3: like to drive. I mean, I don't like to ride around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and some of the places you've been are what? Like, oh, oh, Like, I just, I just can't sit in the car for long, nothing. I just, I gotta move. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. So, uh, as far as uh, your mom and
0: dad go and, and what's going on here, how do they react to you playing at the elite level? Uh,
3: they stay on 24 7. 24 7. I gotta work. My mama, come wake me up. Get up, go outside to work out or something. You know, you gotta work. Yep.
0: How do you to get got going? It. Grades are doing well, I suppose? Yes, sir. That's good, because uh, you'll uh, need those going in. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, your favorite player, do you emulate your game after any, anybody in particular? Curry. <laughs> really? You like to shoot from yep. like the other end of the court? Your no angle. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Well, being as tall as you are, uh, you're probably one of the bigger guards that are in this yeah.
3: league. They always think I'm big. I'm a guard. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, we, we were uh, joking around with uh, uh, the head basketball coach for Emerald High School last week, and he had mentioned that he was in need of a point guard. Do you think he can fill that position?
3: Yeah, I can. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: going to be a good deal. Um, and, and finally, if you had to recommend this to anybody that's listening to us as of right now, maybe there's a mom or dad that's listening or another basketball player um, that's in middle school that's listening uh, and, and you want them to come out and try – Elite basketball. What would you say to them?
3: Come on, it's good. The coaches—they they treat everybody the same. It, there's nothing wrong with elite. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. Come
0: on. <laughs> Mass Masters joining us here on the Lakeland Sports guys. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm. Joining us right now, Kaheem Williams uh, in the house at uh, South Carolina Elite. And okay uh, glad to have you here, my friend. What's it like being a part of the, the South Carolina Elite basketball team?
4: It's good because like it's. Like you got, you got opportunities for here, a lot of opportunities.
0: There are all kinds of... Uh Doors are going to end up opening up, particularly when you get into uh, your basketball teams in the high school league and that type of thing. Yes. That would be perfect. And then, then uh, as far as your first game of the season is getting ready to come up, where are you guys going and what, who are you playing?
4: Montgomery, South Carolina, and I don't, I don't know who we play yet.
0: Don't care. Just get me on the court and let's go. Yes. Sir.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Now I'm noticing, the, you know, it was seventh and eighth graders. Just a, these guys don't look seventh and eighth grade, do they?
4: They did. <laughs> They're
0: <laughs> huge. Uh, what's it like playing against guys this size?
4: It, I just got to take advantage of my size, be quicker than everybody.
0: And you favor offense, defense?
4: All, all of it. And,
0: and as far as uh, your position, I assume playing guard, point guard? Yes, sir. Which both? Kind of yes, both. <laughs> Let's go through. Great. Uh, and then your number. I know she got number two on right now. Is that the number you're going to stick with? Yes. Any reason behind that number?
4: Like Kyrie Irving.
0: Is that the player you kind of emulate after?
4: I do like that number, but I like Trey Young, though, and LaMelo.
0: Why is that? Okay.
4: I, people say I play like Trey Young.
0: So you like to shoot from downtown, drive the hood? Yes, sir. Perfect. Well, I we can't wait to see you guys play. It looks like you're having fun out here. What's practice been like uh, leading up to this?
4: We've been like, we've been scrimmaging all the time.
0: Well, I can't wait to hear what comes of it and, and what goes on uh, as far as next Saturday goes. Hopefully, you'll come away with a win uh, overall. And, and for anybody that's listening, how'd you get involved with South Carolina
4: League? We coach, Sam. Uh, I used to. I played for the old organization, All-Around Ballers.
0: So how long have you been playing with them?
4: About four or five years.
0: Wow, that's that's quite a long time uh, to go through and and, uh, stick with one team. But I love the fact that you're committed to the team um, that's going. What's mom and dad been like uh, as far as as keeping you involved and and on track with with basketball?
4: Keeping me at practice and stuff.
0: And at home, keeping your grades up. Yes, sir. That's a good thing. So I am assuming all your grades are good? Yes, sir. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks so much for coming in and talking with us. Best of luck this coming Saturday. Hope you guys come away with a win. Thank you. Niall Bryant joining us from South Carolina Elite. Niall, glad to have you here. Uh, I get a little break from practice, don't you, with this one? (laughs) Yes, (laughs)
4: sir. It's pretty intense. What's it like playing for uh, South Carolina Elite? Well, I'm glad to have this opportunity to play with them because my OAU team, we wasn't as high as this team. So mm-hmm. just glad to be here. Now, I notice uh, you're
0: out there and you played uh, underneath the basket a lot. I'm assuming forward, power forward?
4: Power and
0: sometimes point guard and yeah. small forward. Now, are all eighth graders as big as you are? Because you're going up against. No, <laughs> now, when you play against these other teams that you've played before, what's it like with the level of competition you guys are going up against?
4: Well, since my team know how to work, is just easy. Because we can just pass about to a bit, man, He just go to work. Or we got shooters outside, so we just pass it outside. Basically just chemistry team, teamwork. Great.
0: And travel-wise, you don't mind traveling?
4: Yeah. I love traveling.
0: Where have you guys been, and, and what makes it so much fun?
4: Traveling, it's just you get to experience new things and just travel around, have fun. Get to go out to eat a lot. <laughs>
0: it comes through fantastic. Um, uh, as far as your number goes, what number are you, and, and why would you choose it? Number one, because
4: my little brother wore number one, so I just, you know, just want to go that way. That's fine. I, that's, I, I fully totally respect that. It, so, it was five, but I changed it. Number one, great.
0: And, and talk about your little brother. Why, well, why number one with him?
4: Cause I just wanted to represent him. Cause he was number one and mm-hmm. on red. So I just want number one. Cause I him number five in red, and he him number five doing AU. So I said I just want number one. Cause since he, since he number one, he was my number in AU. I got gotcha. you. Great. Um,
0: and talk about practice. What has practice been like? Uh, uh, this is pretty intense for my first time seeing it here. Uh, is it always like this? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Should get ready. And more so today, I would imagine, with the game coming up.
4: Yeah, we got the game on next weekend. Mm-hmm. I think the 18th, I think. Uh, again, up in Spartanburg, do you know who you're playing as of yet? Not yet. Find out when you get there. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't
0: matter, just bring on a game. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: as it comes through. All right, now, as far as uh, your game, who do you emulate yourself after, do you think? Kobe. Oh, the, the white mamba. OK, I got you. Not a bad person to be em- emulated after at all. <laughs> Great. And uh, mom and dad, how do they react to you playing well,
4: like South mom, Carolina League? My mom, she, she, if she wouldn't never went to the person and be like, Well the person would never came to her, I wouldn't have been on this team. I would have been playing for like the road runners or something, but my dad, my stepdad, he he take me come practice. He a bit supporting me, watch out for me and stuff. Great.
0: And grades wise, I'm assuming
4: they're all good. Mm-hmm. You got you got to have good grades for yeah. right? A's and B's, one like one yeah. or two C. Well,
0: you yeah, get those up by the time the season mm-hmm. the semester's over, you'll be doing well. As it comes, it's important to have those grades. As far as if you somebody was out there, there was another eighth grader that wanted to play basketball or get better at
4: basketball. Why would they choose South Carolina League? Because I coach. He all about work. Mm-hmm. He willing. He willing for us to win. He's a he's a great person. He'll help you out. See so when I first came in here, my jump shot was horrible. Went came out for like two weeks. My jump shot involved. It got better. So
0: and that's something that you don't see anymore. It, particularly in college, you don't see the three ball underneath. Nobody shoots the J in.
4: See, he helped. He helped with like fundamentals and stuff. He's pretty cool. Like he helped, just all around. He, at first, I was playing power forward. He moved me up to small forward, point guard. So he really helped me.
0: All right. Well, I'll let you get back to practice. I won't keep you too long. But thanks so much yeah. for joining us here on the
4: Lakeland Sports Guys. You thank you. All right.
0: Now joining us here on the Lakeland Sports guys, Kobe Corals joining us from South Carolina Elite. And Kobe, glad to have you with us here. Congratulations on uh, you know getting ready for your first game. This has got to be huge. Talk a little bit about what it's like getting ready for a first game of the season.
5: Uh, it's kind of crazy because I've never done this before. Like it's it's taking time to get used to. It's it's a bit different.
0: So this is your first year with South Carolina elites, and, and talk a little bit about what it's been like practice-wise. How have how practice been? It's, it's been? it's
5: been been better. Is like, it, I like it better than middle school. It's more
0: fast-paced, and I feel like I'm learning more. Good deal. And uh, travel-wise, you guys usually traveled in, in middle school just kind of around the Lakelands area. This time you get to go out of county, all yeah. the way up to Spartanburg and various other places. you excited about that?
4: Yeah.
5: What,
0: what intrigues you about it the most? Uh, really, just traveling. Like I've always been near 96. I haven't really been past it. Uh-huh. And then uh, we talk about the practices and, and and the intensity that are that are there with them. You guys started what back in January? With yes. Practices. Yes, yes. Um, and talk a little bit about the coaching staff and what it's been like, what they've been able to do for you.
5: Uh, I like I like Coach Sam. He he pushes me. I I like that. It I feel like it makes me
0: a better player. Okay. And as far as a player that emulates you the most, that's out there, college, pro, uh, past pro? That I like? or That, that kind of emulate your game? Oh, I don't I don't know. You don't know yet? No. Yeah, You've got lots of time to choose. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be out there. What are your goals uh, as far as what you want to do in the future?
5: Uh, obviously, make it to the NBA. But if not, just
0: being successful mm-hmm. in what I do. And part of being successful is... What you do in the classroom, correct? Yes. You've got to keep the grades up. What, what's been the hardest class you've taken so far? Probably, I'd say, Algebra. What yeah. made it so Just trying to find X and Y? Yeah,
4: it's, it's more <laughs> fast-paced than
0: usually. And it goes through. I can understand. Ew, yeah. Just wait. There's, there's some more intriguing ones that are coming up, more math classes. Uh, <laughs> what's your best class? Probably that class. One? Yeah, good deal. Um, now let's talk a little bit about uh, the number that you chose. What number are you? And why'd you choose it? I chose eleven. I I chose eleven
5: because I, that was my middle school number, and I just didn't want to go outside the box.
0: Just stay mm-hmm. with the same. Great. And mom and dad really pushing you to stay with this program, I would imagine. What's it been like for them? It's, I say,
5: it's kind of been tough. Like, like I've been like. On Saturdays, when I have to come here, I'm kind of like groggy and not one to come sometimes. So they got to push me to
0: it. Yeah, well, you get lazy it, Yeah, you know, Friday night. You've been playing video games most of the night. <laughs> and you got to get up early and go to practice on Saturday. I understand completely Yeah. <laughs> when it comes around to that. Do you know who you're playing as of yet? Come center, Just up there, bring it on, whoever, we're ready to go. Yep. All right, now, you probably haven't seen eighth graders this big. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. what, what What's it been like just scrimmaging against your own team?
5: It's crazy. Like, at 96, we only had, like, one tall dude. And they got, like, three or four of them. It's crazy. I don't – it's different.
0: Yeah, you're as tall as I am, so 5'10", 5'11"? No, like 5'7". No way. With my hair, I'm 5'10". Okay, uh, well, that may be <laughs> – it's <laughs> it away a little bit as of, as of right now. Um, and if somebody was out there and they were uh, wanting to look into South Carolina, Lee, what would you tell them and be the main reason to come?
5: I'd tell them uh, just try your hardest. The coaches will love you for that. It's like no taking plays off.
0: Just go game speed. So in practice is what you do in a game. Yeah. you come through. All right. Thanks so much for joining us. Kobe Corals <laughs> joining us here with the Lakeland Sports guys. Always a pleasure. Appreciate it. Come back and talk to us, okay? We do. Always a pleasure to have with us uh, some of the good folks from South Carolina elite to the basketball program here and around the state of <laughs> South Carolina. And joining us right now is Coach Brownlee. Coach, uh, welcome. Glad well, to have you here. Glad to be here. Uh, you, you told me first day on the job. <laughs> it's got to <laughs> be pretty intense.
6: Well, it's. Uh, it's i I've been in this role a, a long time. Uh, I started out uh, playing basketball uh, at a high school level, then went on into collegiate uh, here at Lander, so, and then from there uh, I went into uh, assistant coaching at a high school level. Uh, White shows, uh, Greenwood High, mm-hmm. and uh, I always want to give back to the kids.
0: So he, he, he... This is all new to me because when I think of 8th graders and 7th graders, you know, I, I go by what my son was and, you know, five, five, five six. <laughs> this is a whole new world to me. What's it been like coaching these guys and seeing the talent you've got out there?
6: Oh, wow. I'm just seeing these kids, uh, where they're at. Uh, this time, when I was playing was many, many years ago, uh, we couldn't jump this good. We, <laughs> we shot the ball a lot better, though, but uh, we couldn't jump this good. So. Uh, looking at this group we got here now, they are talented. It's uh, uh, it's just amazing. that every time I come out here, you you see the growth in
0: them, and
6: uh, I just want to be a part of it.
0: It's fantastic! And, uh, I know you guys got your first game coming up. Um, Travel wise, a lot of in- that's involved with that. Uh, you know, some of these kids haven't even been outside of Greenwood County, much less you know where you guys are going to be taking. Them.
6: Oh yeah, uh, th- it's going to be. Uh, a learning curve for them as well. Uh, not only are we going to be teaching them basketball, we got, we got another journey to teach them how to be great men. So uh, it would be good to get them away from Greenwood, get them away from their family, see how to respond.
0: Now, to be a part of this team, there's a lot of criteria that they have to go through, and you're involved in a lot of that as well. Um, for the guys that I've talked to already, they respect that, and they, they kind of you know encourage it.
6: Oh, yeah. Um, Coach Pickney, he, he's got a great program here. I, I wish a lot of more kids can get involved, but there's a number there that he has to keep. But um, to me, just, just being the few weeks that I've been a part of it, I've enjoyed every minute of it. Um, he coached the way I like to play, so uh, I know these kids are going to respond.
0: And that way is... Fast, uh, game speed, 24 7 Game
6: speed <laughs> right at you, giving that effort every day in practice. I love it.
0: Uh, and as far as uh, the type of offense you guys run, um, you know, you guys are very systematic with everything. Right, a lot of motion, a uh, lot of eye
6: candy stuff is going to happen, but uh, these kids are talented. Just, just given the opportunity to get that first shot up. We got big kids that can board. Um, fast jump, so it's going to be exciting. Exciting to watch.
0: <laughs> now, you you mentioned that you're excited to be part of all of this, and the, and the credentials that went along through with it. Um, I just think working with the youth in general uh, is, is a very rewarding experience.
6: Oh yeah, I mean the. When you're working with youth, you turn around and you be around this game as long as I have. Um, I started seeing the kids that I coach, their kids are coming up. I'm going, oh, my gosh,
0: what's happening
6: here? <laughs> so it's been fun.
0: All right. Coach Browning, join us. Coach, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Yep. Joining us now here on the Lakeland Sports Guys, Zaire Pettigrew, glad to have you with us. We got our own crowd built in, isn't that kind of cool? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talk a little bit about uh, what it's been like for you playing for South Carolina Elite here.
7: Oh, um, it's been good, actually, you know. Coach Sam's a wonderful coach, and just uh, can't wait to get into the season some more, and you know, try to win some championships. How
0: long have you been with
7: the, with the team? Um, they had something in my seventh grade year and they all around ballers. Uh, they didn't go too good, so uh, my next year I played for another team, but I was supposed play for them. That, you know I kind of left a little bit but I came back this year okay, well we're glad to have you back here <laughs> once again
0: uh, as far as practice goes uh, what's it been like for you uh, going against uh, you know playing against and scrimmaging your own player your own team as of right now and then getting ready for a game next week
7: Um, it's good I feel like we when we scrimmage against each other it gets you know each other we get better as a team as uh, individual players so
0: and as far as nicknames go, anybody got any good nicknames that are on um, the team so far?
7: I say halt My boy Hawk, he got a <laughs> good nickname. Um, oh, my boy LeBron. Uh-huh. They, they call him Bird. So like. For Larry Bird? <laughs> no. no, for just being... Like a literal bird. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's more
0: to this program than just playing basketball. What's it been like for you to make sure your grades are up and and things of that nature?
7: Well I gotta for one one first thing is I gotta keep my grades up. Make sure make sure um I like make sure I don't do no bad things to um pull down the organization. And like, you know, stuff like that, making sure I do good things off the court to make myself and this team and coach a a better, you know, better person organization. Fantastic. Number-wise, what number did you go with and why did you choose it? Five. I chose five because, like, I don't know. I was going to choose three because that was my middle school number, but I just found five, you know.
0: There's no... Personal reason behind it, just like the number five. I, like number yeah, five. I can respect that. <laughs> 52 is my favorite number for some reason. I don't know why. It's just a weird number out of the blue. <laughs> All right, travel wise, you've traveled before with this team. What's the best part of travel that you enjoy?
7: Uh, hotels.
0: much like staying in the hotels. Uh, I like
7: chilling with my teammates. Um, yeah, I just like traveling with my teammates mainly know getting to know them more you know, stuff like that
0: now you're one of the leaders of this team uh, overall uh, what do you see as far as some of the youth that have come in um, and, and where they are right
7: now um, some of these people like some of them they're pretty good like um, I think his name is Miles I think with the uh, he's tall white like, shirt sure, he's he straight my boy Kaheem like he coming up that's who I actually want to see sign for real like I got trust in my boy, Cahee. Uh, gotcha. Uh,
0: as far as the game, your game goes, uh, what position do you play and who do you kind of emulate yourself after?
7: Uh, I play point guard and shooting guard. To me, it might seem like kind of though a little bit. But to me, I think I play, like, uh, Jimmy Butler a little bit. Because, oh. like, defensive-wise, you know, Jimmy Butler, he like to get after it a little bit. And I feel like it's how I play mid-range, you know. It's kind of my good spot. And like, kind of scrappy on defense, and I feel like I can shoot threes, but, like, you know, they ain't my go-to, like, I like to, you know, get at it type stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I feel like, I feel like, little bit.
0: Good deal. Now, somebody else is out there, and they're looking at getting better at basketball, or want to get better at basketball, uh, and they're in middle school. What about South Carolina Elite, would you tell them, uh, is the reason to join?
7: Because, like, we're, we're very, like, Underrated, like we don't get like a lot of notice type stuff. We have a lot of underdogs. So I feel like you know, if we get like more people to join us type stuff, and like we could be joining one, you know, just be one good team. you want to, do it, you know, platform or stuff like that.
0: Great, Zaya. Thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. <laughs> good luck. There you have a little bit, uh, some of the players, of course, Coach Clarence uh, Browning as well to go along with it. First day on the job, and boy, he got thrown into a whole mix of things, but uh, talk about the the talent-wise, not only for the kids, but the coaching level is just phenomenal. When Coach Pickney was talking about a new
1: coach, I didn't know he was talking about Coach Browning, because I'm going to tell you something, they got a great guy there. I've known him for a couple years, and I mean, he's just a really guy, he knows the game. The thing I liked about the interview that you had with these kids is they're 7th and 8th graders, but yet they're... They present themselves as young adults and young men, and that's the whole goal of what youth basketball, youth football, youth soccer, baseball. That's what it should be about. And Coach Fitney's doing a wonderful job. And he brought another class act in to be a coach. I love listening to the kids, man. I loved your questions about, like Sam. What do we always talk about? You know, the thing for me in basketball is defense. And the last young guy right there is talking about is Jimmy Butler. No better defensive player in the game than Jimmy Butler. And who, and who in the right mind now cares about defense? if you watch an nba game cuz they don't it's not well you know you and i do but what i'm saying is if you watch nba you don't see any defense i mean it's all offense and to hear these young guys come out and, and talk like that and they they play well as a team I, that's just huge. and I, I, You know, I hate I missed that one because I've been in cloud nine with them kids up there, I'm telling you. I'm vertically challenged like you, but they've well, been, hey, they've been I, tall for me. So. You know, that, that
0: whole process took maybe 40, 45 minutes because they were coming off of the floor during practice and the times that they were resting, they'd come up and, and do the interview. But you can hear Coach Pickney in the background. They yeah. were working uh, at the same time, and sometimes during the interview, they – we're watching what was happening oh, on I'm the sure floor more than what yeah. we're going on with me. So um, they're very focused. He's got their attention, and that's yeah. really
1: good. And you knew that with Coach Sam Pinckney, and I'm telling you. They're, they're learning from one of the best, and he's been doing it for a long time. Like you say, Coach Brown has been doing it for a long time. Uh, I look for good things out of the Cyclone League team, and, and what they're doing now is for is for your other coaches like Scruggs and, and the other coaches around the area. They're, they're getting them better. They're going to develop, develop and then when they get to uh, – Get into your high school, you're going to have a player. You're going to have not only
0: that, but you're going to have a well-managed young man. So
1: that's a good job what you did there.
0: Well, a lot of uniform questions that were in there, uh, but we went off on some sanctions here and there in the process, and they handled it very well. That's one of the the beauties about South Carolina Elite and what Sam Pickney and and Coach Browning are doing is they're not only teaching them basketball, they're teaching them how to succeed in life later on down the road. And part of that has to do with – you know, being young men and women and how to be young men. I agree. I
1: so. I love the question you ask, and about the, who do you emulate. I love the kid that said, you know what, I don't really want to be anybody else. I'm just me. That's a perfect answer for that kid. And I have this point that I'm picking my number 13. Because yeah. all you got to tell him is, that why do you wear 13? Because I'm lucky, unlucky for the other team. They never came up with that one. But anyway, you were 52. I was 13. What were you saying? Hey. Stan was eight, like Cal Ripkin. So, um, I just an all out great time. And I tell you what, we should do. Maybe we maybe should go watch these kids play whenever they do play around here somewhere, if
0: it's Spartanburg, Lawrence, or wherever they do play. Let's go watch them play. Definitely cheer them on. In the process, and we'll try to let you know how they do this weekend right, we'll uh, as well. So we'll follow along and, and get the lowdown with all that. Well, we are in uh, Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. The uh, Happy Hour crowd is starting to make their way okay. in, and we encourage you to come by here during lunchtime. They got a lunch special every day of the week. Today is the cheeseburger special. Thursday, uh, well, let's just call it what it is. Monday and and Thursday are our favorite days. That's why we're here because you got the cheeseburger <laughs> special today. You got the twice baked potato and the ribeye steak sandwich that comes your way on Thursday to go along with it. Provided they don't run out of potatoes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> process. But those are our two favorite days. But they got others tomorrow, I think, is what the hot dog special to go along with yeah, it. And it, it just gets dogs. better and better each and every day. But those are our two favorite
1: days. I mean, shrimp Friday. We, we were talking, joking with Barry about it. he went fishing and caught all these fish. I said, Well, it's gonna be fish day, but it'll still be shrimp. But and then, like I said, they got. The thing up here that makes Howard so great is the, is the staff he's got. He's got B. Red Barton. He's got Amber. He's got Cheyenne. He's got Caroline. The two Carolines and Haley. I mean, it's a great crowd. They take care of you, uh, and like I said, your drink's not going to go empty. If it is, I mean, you can get your own, but they'll probably slap your hand if you do it. But. <laughs> so, like I said, Howard's got a great staff up here, and, and like I said, he's willing to do anything for you. He loves catering. He does a lot of catering. Does he not, Stan's Bobby? Uh, downloads yep. <laughs> like probably five of more them than what he wants so <laughs> and it right. takes a staff to do that and I mean that's what I'm saying he's built a really good staff here and so, I mean, we, we love coming here, and like I said, we appreciate what he does for us at Lakeland Sportscast.
0: All right, well, as we turn the corner here and start talking a little more towards college, I'm going to forego a lot of the interviews that uh, I had set up in the post-conference play um, interviews and the process of all this but due to time constraints that we're under as of right now. But let's start with the uh, ACC. Uh, Clemson comes away with a big win over Notre Dame uh, this past Saturday in a full house. We found out the reason they won. Brad was not in the house at that time so (laughs) that's one of the factors that goes along with it but um, Clemson ends up being the third seed overall which means they get a two game by they uh, could face uh, any one of these three teams NC State is a six seed Notre Dame is a 14 Virginia Tech is the 11 Uh, you know it's a team for Clemson that, that they've beaten all of those teams as of now. As I
1: was going to say, those are teams that they have played well all year long against. North Carolina State would be the one team I probably wouldn't want to see twice. I am um, really was surprised by the game Saturday. Mike Braben is last year – you know, as a coach at Notre Dame, he's retiring. Uh, that just surprised me. That the beatdown that they did take, but um, you got to give a uh, shout out to your boy PJ Hall. You got thousand now. That's like the magical number now in basketball. When you get your thousand, I mean, that means that uh, now that kid. Now, don't get me wrong, he may have two or three by the time this is over. At least two. <laughs> it's only a junior. Right? Yeah, but at least two. But a uh, great win for the Tigers. And like I said, the ones you just mentioned there, the NC States and VTS and I think BT with Mike Young would be a little difficult. The kid. To got it was at, Maryland, I mean at Walford because uh, he plays defense. it seems very good. I think that may be the team out of the ones you mentioned that may give them the, the scare if they were to play, but I think they look forward to playing
0: NC State because that, you know, they are very comparable to each other. Yeah, also on that side of the bracket with Clemson, you've got Virginia who's got a two-game bye. Um, they could either face North Carolina, Louisville, or Boston College. North Carolina gets a bye um, as of right now. North Carolina's been the hot team. Uh, with the exception of the Duke game. I was just like, they were
1: until Saturday night. <laughs> and They got
0: buzzsawed. And uh, like I said, Virginia's still that
1: team out there. You cannot tell. Any of these teams that play defense, you cannot count out. And, and I, I would throw Clemson in there with it. But um, you just. This is that time of year. That's why they call it what? Stan, March what? March Madness. It's crazy. It's all heck. So, I mean, look out. You know, tell them what we're going to do. I got to make sure B-Rad stays out of the Greensboro Coliseum where they play the tournament (laughs) at. But I know Coach Brownell, they're going to be ready to play whoever they play. And uh, I look for a good show. And I I still still – I'm a game cop, but I support this team with Brownell. and. They got really good
0: players. The thing too is Clemson needs a win in order to solidify the fact of going to the big dance. I so mean, that, they need to win that game and could set up a matchup with Virginia again.
1: They they know what they have to do now. It's, it's it, now's when you put on in, in your hands when you don't want it, it's when it's not in your hands and you letting the committees and all pick these teams and stuff. So it's where you want it if you're if you're Brownell and the rest of the Tigers and you look for the, certain kids like uh, Brevin Galloway to look for have a big game. He you know he was the one that – he played really good the other day, but it's been coming down between Brevin and, and and PJ Hall, and you got
0: good players there, man. I'm telling you, this is a I look forward to winning another game. So we we'll look forward to following along and seeing where they end up. They won't play till Thursday. Um, uh, well, actually Friday. Yeah, they got a two <laughs> two game by so. And that's why that yeah. meant
1: so much to actually take the, to win the games that they had to win down the end was for that to be able to happen. Yep.
0: And then South Carolina, they get a big win. They, uh, I should say, got the better of the dogs in the chicken coop in this one as they come away. A hot fight win for them, but they get the uh, 12th seed overall. They'll take on Ole Miss in the SEC tournament, 7 o'clock on the SEC Network for game number one on Wednesday night.
1: Best-case scenario for the Gamecocks, we get a team that just fired their coach uh, a couple weeks ago. Get uh, another win. Get another win. The thing to it is – maybe we need to send Coach Coach Pitney down to Columbia because you said the players miss free throws, they do Mm push-ups, the boys in Columbia, and they need to start doing something because I'm telling you, it's almost as bad as it was last year, and it hadn't been being that way. I mean, they played pretty well, shot the ball well from the line, but um, it's still frustrating. I know it was a rebound. I call it rebounding year, but first win at home comes in your last game at home. Uh, It was a much-needed win, and for some reason, Georgia's just that Achilles heel that plays really good defense, and Luckily, pull games out, and luckily, once the coin flip to our side, and like I said, it was a big win. And like I said, you when your first game at home, that's well, kind of what we were pulling for. What last week with yeah. with going to win a home game, uh, so I, it's good. I thought there might be a little Gigi or something down there that that Coach uh, Paris came went down in Columbia, but they played well enough to win, and that's the key to it. They stayed focused, and that's the thing that they haven't been doing. They believe now, Gigi knows it, and just about him now, and that's a key thing for them.
0: Not about Gigi Jackson all the time. He's going to be a great player. I do believe that. Well, if they win Wednesday night, they play Thursday <laughs> afternoon against Tennessee. It's not an, so, and this listen, is all in Nashville by the way. It, it is. It's there, and like I said, it's better. I kind of liked it in Atlanta,
1: but I yeah. see moving around a little bit. Uh, yeah, you're going from you know that's not, but that's how it's set up. Like I said. Uh, Tennessee's a, a long, lanky team now. They do have an issue with a, with their center, Ziegler. I think he's out yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's out for the rest of the So, year. that's not good for them. And and then, like I said, they just got the other point guard back off of a suspension. So, he's going to really have to step into the plate. So, Stan, we really could be looking at really good. If we can get by Ole Miss and do play uh, an injured Tennessee team and a, and then a team that's got a couple players that haven't played all year, that could be huge for the Gamecocks. That might be what well, we need. It, it
2: doesn't take, but just to get on a little bit of a win streak right. right here. and. You know, I don't think any of Great us think games.
1: We don't I don't think any of us have aspirations for NIT or for for a dance. You'd have to win it to do that. Yeah. And I think we realise that. But I think I think Coach Ferris just wants to end it the way he started it. Uh he's already got the one home win. Let's go ahead and win another one on the road. But more so win an S E T tournament game which we haven't done in a while either. Wow. So yeah. and that's a key. That's the one thing. That's my main problem. Everybody wants to know why I didn't like Coach Ray Martin. He didn't seem to care about SEC wins. He was kind of like a spurier back in the day when he <laughs> said, "I don't care about the conference. You got to win those games. That that that's where that's your bread and butter, and you got to win those games." And Lamont Paris sees that, and uh, I think we'll be fine going to the tournament. And I'd like to welcome a Tennessee game. You take a guy like Ziegler who killed us yeah. the other what a week ago.
0: Uh, he's not playing. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen then. It'll be fun to see uh, yep. when it comes down to it. Of course, um, the winner of that game, uh, if you do make it to Tennessee, will probably end up taking on Missouri. And there so, again, that's not a
1: bad, not a bad, draw. bad team to not play a bad, there. It's not a
2: bad draw on that side. But... <clears throat>
1: you play Tennessee and they don't have Ziggler and you got Hayden Brown. That was what hurts Hayden Brown is the fact that he's banging with another big guy that's like seven foot two, whatever. And he's just as physical and he's been there. He's got four years or five years under his belt at Tennessee. And that's when that fifth or sixth year guy at Hayden Brown comes out and takes that game over. Now it doesn't have to be Michi Johnson shooting seventy foot jump shots from half court for three, uh, and making one of the two or three he does try. It it means that JG, you know Gigi Jackson doesn't have to score fifty in the game, uh, and now you play team, and then Hayden Brown leads your team in scoring and, and rebounds, and that's that's where we win games. All right, I and- agree.
0: One more thing, uh, as far as these two, before we get into local colleges, that the women Gamecocks absolutely dominate the S C C championship. They did it too without their starting uh, point guard this past Sunday, with a yeah. big what, fifteen point win,
2: sixteen points, 16. and you know the game was there. I think Tennessee is is really a better team than what they showed. They showed good, but. The game before when they played LSU, they came from 17 down to beat LSU. That took so much, not only physically out of them, but mentally out of them. They started the game great with the same energy and emotion and all that they started, that they ended LSU with. But I think their gas tank hit empty. And when it hit empty, they couldn't. I mean, there were ty- lapses of time where they would go four, five, minutes without scoring a bucket Carolina might not have scored every time they had the ball but all of a sudden it goes from a two four point lead to a 12 point lead and in the fourth quarter it got up to 19-21 and there was just no fight left in them They, they just did not have the fight left that you knew they had and I know the coach was probably disappointed in the way they finished the game if they could have finished the game the way they started it. But they so much was taken out of them in the LSU game. Now, moving forward in the tournament, if Tennessee can get a, get that home and that 16 that host their home games early, Tennessee could make a run in this NCAA. And, and you better be looking out for them. They're a quality team that's got some players. And in my opinion, they're really a little bit better team-wise than the LSU was. LSU's got three players. Tennessee's got five or six. But then you got to always look over your shoulder at that team that's been number one for the last, how many weeks did you say, Chris? Thirty-eight. 38. They uh, will be now 38. They've so. got 14 players. <laughs> 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 yeah, what can you say about them? I mean, the women are phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when you win a quarterfinal game, you beat Ole Miss in the quarterfinals, so a team that took you to overtime in regular season, yep. and you beat them by 29 and didn't hardly break a sweat. Everybody on the team scores. I don't know. 125 and 8. <laughs> That's <laughs> enough said That's right what there. I years. Years. That's a mic drop, as they call it. Um, and, and but along with that too we got to remember the first year they got beat in a national championship game by Stanford on a missed bucket by Boston at the buzzer the next year's covid year they end up 22 and 0 unanimous number one so you got to give them a national championship trophy but they don't they just say well you were unanimous number one undefeated and then last year of course they won the national championship and this year, I don't think they've had any competition. I heard an, <laughs> interview, like
1: a... I heard an interview with the, the new coach at Tennessee, and I can't – I don't even remember her name, yeah. and that's on me. But um, they asked her about it, and you could see the reaction when they won that game against Kim Mulkey and LSU. Yeah. She was, like, just shocked that they pulled that win off. And you're right. They exerted so much energy in that game. Uh, the Carolina, that was pretty much – I'm not going to say it was an easy game for them um, because they just played – Offense, defense, and, and Carolina's not one that's going to play a half court game. Yeah. They're not. They're going to run you to death. And those girls were already tired from the game before. But I'm going to give a two girls a shout out Jordan Houston and, and Rakea Jackson, who was the star of the game against LSU. Uh, they both had big games 19 and 9 and 17 and 6 with rebounds. And just a great effort for Tennessee. Uh, and you're right, Stan, wherever they go, wherever they're bracketed, they're going to be a tough out. Yep.
0: All right. And then a little closer to home, uh, another one that. Uh, Went all the way to the championship uh, game this past uh, Saturday, and that is the Bearcats of Lander University, the men's side. And they had a tough road in the Peach Belt Conference. They took on – they were the four seed, by the way. Uh, they took on the fifth seed in Young Harris, um, ended up winning that game 80-67. to They come back in the next game on Friday night. Uh, they get the number one seed in USC Aiken, who can't play on their own home court because the high school stuff is going on there. So the game got moved to Augusta. Um In that regard, they win that one 93-81, and it wasn't really even that close. And then uh, they go to the championship game on Sunday for the Peach Belt Conference Finals, uh, take on the number two seed in Augusta, and the Jaguars there, they come away with a 72-86 win in this one. Um, But more importantly, 11 o'clock last night, they got to find out where they got seated in the big dance for Division Two, And lo and behold, it's the number three seed in Lincoln Memorial University. That is where... Coach Todd came from. He was an assistant coach there for what? Eight years, I think it was. He told us so, a couple years. Like ago. That, yeah. He'd been there a long time before he took the lander head coaching job. Now he gets to go against his former team. You say that's by chance. I mean here's the thing about brackets that
1: I don't like. You think that's by chance, Tom Carroll. Well they do
0: it by regions and they, yeah. they you know, so
1: I mean so but I mean that that just and I don't think I don't think Coach won time I don't think Omar here <coughs> I think he's ready to go out there and go yeah uh, so that should be they should be ready to go but I'm gonna tell you something this team is peaking at the right time mm-hmm. and and congrats to Jerry Sheffield on his thousand point yesterday mm-hmm. in that game so he's at a thousand as well seems to be the number of the hour so to speak <laughs> is that thousand point total <laughs> towards the ones. end of the
0: season you get a lot of them well you do
1: and like up. I said that's key but I, I you know. Aiken thought they were they had done something when they won that conference because they would have had a home game. I wonder how much that took out of it knowing Jerome had taken the building over and they couldn't play at home. With their well, with their fans, but, I mean, Aiken and Augusta are that close. We know how close it is. I mean, they still had guys. Probably 20 minutes. It's that. not even that far, probably. But, I mean, I, that did have to take a little bit out to know that you weren't to have the energy in your own building because of the high school. And I think that's another reason. I think we need to probably look at just having a universal place, even if Jerome and them have to build a place somewhere or or have a place that they just use to run out for the this high school state championship games to prevent this from happening again. Because I I don't know how the people in Greenwood would have reacted if, if it had been Lander and they had won it and, you know, we're hosting the, the, the boys' state championship games. I mean, it is what happens. But uh, it's a little unfortunate for Aiken. But, like I said, Aiken peaked at the right time and they won the
0: region. And, I mean, that was big for them. And, unfortunately, they didn't get to play at home. Mm-hmm. And then Lander, uh, of course, the last time they took on Lincoln Memorial, you got to go all the way back to the 2015-16 season. They went all the way up there to Harrogate, Tennessee, um, ended up losing that one to the Rail Splitters, 98 to 71. And you know, Lander's coming in, to getting ready for this now. They've won two over nationally ranked opponents this season uh, to go along with it. They beat number 22 North Georgia. They beat Augusta, who was ranked number 11th at the time earlier in the season. So. Uh, I think these guys are ready, and, and the style that they're going to play is, is, you know, defense creates fast break opportunities.
1: Predicate, that's the word. Predicate. Predicate. But anyway, I, I just think it's weird. Another thing, fact, the fun fact that you just mentioned is all season long, it was a two-team race. Yeah. And neither one of them won. It mm-hmm. ended up North Georgia and, and champion, and, and then uh, Augusta just dominating, and then the last two weeks of the season, they fell off. It just fell, fell
0: from nowhere, both teams, and I wasn't expecting that from either one of those. As it goes from there. And then, kind of turning your eye towards baseball over on the side of of Erskine, they uh, had a two game uh, doubleheader against Francis Marion. They win or lose the first one 13 5, but then they come back and destroy Francis Marion 21 to 7 in the nightcap to go along with that. And uh, you got to look at. Uh, 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 their pitcher and what he was able to do, uh, their starting pitcher, Gerald uh, Jurals, uh he was, what, five quality innings on the mound. Daniel Voss came back, set the Patriots down in order in the sixth, and then Connor Harris came in, struck out a pair of batters and a scoreless top of the seventh before they brought in the closer on that one. And, uh, it you know, just from that point on, uh, Woodruff just dominated in that regard. But good pitching on the last game of the weekend is huge and particularly for a team right now that is is, is looking for um, you know big wins after coming off of a loss like that earlier in the day.
1: Over the last twenty years you talked about Francis Marion. I mean I, I, that's that's a powerhouse in baseball. Stan knows that from just being yeah, and, knowing and, that region.
2: And, and Clump I mean Erskine has been <laughs> they have a, a strong and so that that that's a good series. I mean uh you didn't get a sweep, but you got a split. I mean, when you won the weekend, I think, out of I three games, you won the weekend. You know, I think that's big for Erskine. Uh, got to be a morale booster. Now let's we played some competition. Play. Now let's yeah. go play some more. Take it to your, take it to the region. Let's next go next up. <laughs> Conference next meeting.
1: step.
0: Turn and go. Yeah. All right, uh, and then the. I want to save this for last and quickly here because we're running out of time and we're way over <laughs> as far as our time goes. But Clemson, Carolina, the baseball series gets uh, got underway on Friday night. It got delayed a couple of times due to the bad weather that was there. But Clemson comes out and uh, I'm not sure, you know, it was at – done Kingsmore, so they kind of had an advantage in that regard. They knew uh, pretty much how the wins were going to go, and where they were going to go, but their hitting was outstanding in that opening game. Um, they had great hitting in game number two. South Carolina ends up winning that one, 11-9. It was a back-and-forth game, and then it, for four good innings, Clemson played well on Sunday. They just couldn't get it done down there at Founders Park um, as a 7-1 to win comes in favor of the Gamecocks there, so they take the series overall. But both of these clubs showed a a lot of heart and a lot of determination Um, and what I was impressed with more so was probably the hitting that was there uh, to go along with it the pitching was outstanding as always we knew the pitching was going to be there but the hitting and South Carolina's ability for the long ball um, you know I hope that doesn't go that way throughout the entire year where they rely on that but they showed that they can bring it in anytime they want it.
1: That's my concern in Carolina is pitching. I mean, uh, we like I said, last couple of years it has been injuries with starting pitchers, and this year we're healthy. Uh, they're not called the Yardcocks for nothing, but I'm kind of like you. I don't want it to come down to where we have to hit all runs and rely on to win games because last couple of years it just hasn't won, won games for us. I think I do think my Lee being back in Columbia is going to help Mark Kingston um, I said, Like I said, I think y'all got a phenomenal coach. And neither one of these teams should hold their head down. It was a great series of baseball. Uh, and for the first time in how many years uh, the Gamecocks finally won that series?
0: Two, three? This is two years in a row they won so the series. We, we
1: needed that. Like I said, that that helps. You need that little series win. And I love the fact that they played that third game at, at Plour I liked it when they did it at Charleston. I'd love to see him do it well, at
0: Just so Gamecock fans know, because I heard there was a lot of grief uh, gr- grievances that they were playing at Floor Field because it was an advantage to the to the Tigers in that regard. Well, you've got to remember, they they switch now next year. They'll be at Firefly Stadium to yeah. go along with that. So uh, we'll hear the same grumbling from the Clemson <laughs> fans that it it's an advantage for South Carolina. But uh, in regard, it is an advantage for both teams.
2: Well, it, it, it's a different stadium, and, and, and you're not – Carolina's not going to go over there and practice. Clemson is not going to go over there and practice. So you know, it's just a it's just a different ballpark, and the batter's eyes going to be different. But in the end, it's still you got to hit the round ball with the round bat, and then you got to <laughs> catch the round ball. to catch it. And you know, this this series this weekend, I can I think that. Uh, Clemson probably used up their pitching a little more Friday to get the win, and they didn't have pitching left. What they did, they threw Saturday to keep the game really manageable, and they could have very well won it. Sunday, when they started, and the pitcher they brought in, I think the guy was from Dutch Fork. I mean, three balls that were hit that any other day would have been out of Founders. And they brought him back in for the next inning. And he gives up a two run shot and a single, a solo <coughs> shot right after it. I mean, they were just, they tattooed him. And
1: Stan reminded me that was a shout out we need to give to to the kid, I, Dutch 4 guy. I forgot his name. Olin Chuck.
2: Tyler Olinchuk. Olinchuk. Was that who it was? Olinchuk. Ty Olinchuk. Well, yeah.
1: one of the guys, he threw a touchdown pass this year for the football team, and now he hit a home run the other day. I didn't think it was him. I thought it was the guy you brought back in to play quarterback this year. Uh, from there, Olinchuk was there, and he yeah, did play quarterback. Did it before. It's uh, the other one that came in. I I just can't remember his name, but <laughs> he did something nobody else has ever done in Clemson history. He threw a touchdown pass in one season and hit a home run in another. So, that's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, once again, we want you to come on by. Join Howard Corley and his staff. They got great entertainment here Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights, and not to mention they got the best food around. All that great food in the process, as we said, may mention uh, the twice baked potato and ribeye steak sandwich. Thursday is our favorite, but check them out on Monday through Friday as well. Uh, bring your family and friends, and if you want uh, any special. Catering done, they've got all that, too. As we can see, they're getting ready to go upstairs.
1: Yeah, catering's not just for, like, the Christmas time. I mean, they they do it year-round, and, I mean, they do a great job,
0: and they got upstairs,
1: so you don't have to worry about doing it at your house. Do it upstairs at Howard's on Main.
0: And we will be back on Thursday. We got special guests coming in Thursday. We will talk to a uh, championship coach nice. from Cambridge Academy. We'll also talk with PJ Coral or PC Corals who will be joining us from Gasso Football. So we'll talk a little bit more youth football awesome. in the process of all that. So that and much, much more coming your way on the Lakeland Sports Guys this coming Thursday. He's Chris Cox. I'm Tom Carroll. That's Dan Spivey. Have a great week.